You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, another Locked On Syracuse podcast. We're here to recap the most 2020 football ending, the most Syracuse football game ever. Today's episode brought to you by Bill Barr. Go to BillBarr.com. Use our promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. It's Tim Leonard and Tyler Rocky. Watching Ta- that game almost uh, made 2020 bearable. Like, the rest of 2020, bearable. <laughs> like... What do you mean? I just the don't ending? get it with this team. Like, oh, man, like you was... watch, you watch the ending of, of like, in, I'm saying in comparison, like 2020. I'd, I'd rather live through another 2020 than have to watch this football team again. That's where it is right now. There, everyone wants to go out there and say like, this team's got heart. This team's putting in effort. And yes, they are on the defensive side of the ball. Lots of heart. Lots of effort. The offensive side. There is no discipline. There is no plan. There is no direction. It, it's it's just lost out there. Everyone's lost. Yeah, and, and once again, the play calling was pretty underwhelming. It's it's the boomer bust offense. That's my take on it. Like, we know that they can hit a deep shot every once in a while, and that's the benefit of having Rex. As much as I've kind of said, oh, I'm Jacobian over Rex all season long, and I still maintain that, I'll give it to Rex. He he actually throws a couple, like, nice deep balls every once there in a while. There were a couple, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, he hits Nikeem and, and Taj. I think he hit a like. The deep ball is there, but all they got is explosive plays. There was not a single sustained drive. That's the weird thing. They scored 29 points, and, you know, part of it was the kick return touchdown. They had a safety. They, the defense, again, makes some plays. Michael Jones has a nice interception that sets them up in the red zone. I, I think they still only ended up with three points by my memory on that one. But they scored 29 points, and I, I don't think they had one sustained drive the entire game, right? Yeah, I'm looking through the drive chart right now, and I have not seen a drive last over three and a half minutes. No, there Still wasn't scrolling. a single one. There was, I'm into the second half. The touchdown to Nikeem was like 75-yard drive, but it's The one longest play was drive 60. was the last drive when we got the most boneheaded play of the year <laughs> on the spike. So the last drive, 519. But outside of that... It was quick hitters, quick hitters, quick hitters. And, and it sucks. Like, we, we've even said this, too. Even when Rex is in, he's doing these things that even when he does do good things, we know they're more of the, again, it's the consistently good, not occasionally great. He's occasionally great. That is the entire thing with him. And this football team's not going to win with occasionally great at the quarterback position the way Rex does it. And you think about it. There's the the... Kick return for the touchdown by Traber Pena. Congrats to him on his first collegiate touchdown. And then he had there's some the wheels. that was a nicer. Time. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. But then it's all these different weird plays, weird play after weird play. That again, like we mentioned, it's not sustainable stuff. And that's why this team is one and nine, staring at a one and ten finish. That game as a whole, like even including NC State, just an odd football game. It was long. It was no flow to it. Bailey Hockman ends wasn't up with... fun. Like, like Syracuse was winning a decent amount of that game, which didn't feel fun even when they were winning. Yeah, well, it, it felt like we were, you know, going to get that 2020 ending, and it was just going to be another heartbreaker. Like, a part of me was thinking, I just wish we didn't, didn't have to get the taste of it or then be in the national spotlight for how dumb that play was. But 
I, I agree. Like, the defense put on a show, or, or not a show, but they, they put out some effort again, and you got to give your hat off to them again because this defense, it's amazing yeah, how I mean, good they've been and how bad the team has been overall. I mean, you look at what they did. They, they got a pick. I think, what, they recovered a couple fumbles, too, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, a couple big sacks. Um, or, well, well, they had... forced a couple fumbles. They only, yeah. they didn't, I don't think, recover any of them. But then the safety they had as well, I mean, they were flying, as they have been all season long. And we saw some great some great play out there. I mean, Jihad Carter was fantastic. He had 13 tackles, two for a loss. Marlo Wax was all over the place. You know what? You know who's a guy who has really impressed me a lot in the way he flies around? Lee Koba. And the, and the numbers yeah. aren't gaudy in this game. He only had three tackles, but they were impact tackles. He was making plays across the board. And then Michael Jones. I mean, the ball is a magnet to him. He has another interception in this game. He's the team leader in picks this year, I believe. So he, he's been great. I, um, and they got in the backfield. They, they hurried up Hockman a decent amount. I mean, you look at Marlo Wax. He had two sacks. And then you had... Four others outside of that, so six total sacks in the game. They were all over the place, and that's what you need to see out of this defense moving forward. Kingsley Jonathan got a sack. Cody Roscoe, Stephon Thompson. I mean, they were defensive guys making plays once again, and it's all a wasted effort because the offense can't get their act together. Yeah, Steph Thompson, another nice game from him. He's been great since he's kind of returned from his little injury. I think it was to his hand. He just... Looks like how he was at the beginning of the year, and obviously we we touted him against Louisville. That was maybe the best individual performance of anyone all season, outside of a, a couple of stray Garrett Williams games and Sean Tucker games, probably that uh, they've been good. and And Garrett Williams allows his first touchdown, but it looked like a push off in in the touchdown. If um, yeah, that was on Garrett. Right? His dad was not happy with that. No, no, I I love his dad on Twitter and all all the dads. It's kind of funny because. They're like us. I mean, they're watching this offense and just thinking, can we can we give a different play call? Can we come up with something a little creative here? Just mix it up a little bit. And and that's what it goes back to is you're just not going to be able to win games the way the offense is playing. And that's been the case all year. And it felt like maybe halfway through that game, things were just going to fall Cuse's way because they've won once. And it's been such a trying year with the injuries and everything. And you just... Felt like maybe we were due for a good break. I mean, heck, the the basketball team is still putting us through some some sketchy moments against Bryant. So it's like, okay, can we just get something to go Cuse Athletics' way right now? But of of course, that's that's how it had to end. Was that spike? What was what's going through your mind when when Rex spiked the football? I mean, I kind of felt it coming. I'm not gonna lie. Like sometimes yeah. I get this gut feeling that something's about to happen, and. I, I just had this gut feeling for the worst, and the I forget who was on the call. West Durham was was on the call, and I forget who the was it Roddy Jones was yeah, the, I think so. the color analyst, and they they were talking about well you can't spike it here. And I was like oh no oh no he's, <laughs> he's gonna spike this one isn't he? And I thought they sure just enough, weren't gonna get it off. Like cause yeah I think that was definitely a pot, but you can't take that sack in the first place. Oh I think yeah, West Durham that... even said that. I mean, he had so much time to get that ball away. He evaded a sack, not once, but I think like two or three times he evaded sacks. And listen, that's some of the best pocket presence we've seen Rex have all season long was actually on that play. And then it still ends up in a sack. So the fact that he can't get that ball away just kind of shows you everything that this team has been because you lost a ton of yards on that play. You lost a lot of clock on that play. And then it feels like at the end, you lost your dignity to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Such a tough way, because that's the last play of the Syracuse career, probably. 
And it's like, he doesn't deserve it. Like, you don't want him to have to well, end like that. I, I would say, against Notre Dame, you start Rex. And here's oh, why. okay, yeah. I, I'm he, sorry, I was thinking in the Dome. Because, oh, you know, in the he's dome. a senior yeah, yeah, yeah. walking around. I, I should have clarified okay. that. And it was odd how I think five seniors walked around the dome afterwards, and a couple did yeah. not. So, you know, start your uh, your assumptions there and your speculation and so forth on what that means on whether they're coming back or not. I think the Kingsley Jonathan one stood out the most to me. He was yeah. out there a while based on what I saw on Twitter. Last and... one on the field, yeah. And he yeah. was kneeled and... down. And, and he, listen, he's a guy who's come a long, long way. Long, long way. I mean, this is a guy who was essentially human trafficked over to the United States. And, and now he's playing Division One football. And quite frankly, he has a chance at, at least making some sort of practice squad in the NFL. So uh, I think that we, we may have seen our last game of Kingsley. But when I look at a guy like Rex, I say you start him next week against Notre Dame because he's a senior. This could be his last game. The, the season's lost at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm fine it's with one that. More, it's one more game. Just let him go play Notre Dame at Notre Dame, at, at that stadium. Let him feel that atmosphere. Let him get that one last moment. Because he has put in a lot of, of work to this program. Again, he, he had the cancer diagnosis. He overcame that. One of the hardest things any human would ever have to do in their life. And God forbid no one listening has to ever go through something like that. Uh, in their lives so i think you you let him have that moment in game game number what was that be 11 in, in the yeah. final game of the season for for him and, and maybe the final game of his career yeah no i'm totally cool with starting him and, and he really impressed me at times like i said he made some nice throws in this game it's just you can't take that sack and his field awareness is just not that of a division one quarterback like he had one play where he stepped out of bounds instead of just throwing it away and lost a couple yards and and he's done that a couple times this year, too. Yeah, it's little things like that where it just ticks you off because you know that if you get a couple of those little things to go your way, then maybe you, you end up winning this game. And they did have, like, they had the the dumbest rule in football go their way when right, you get yeah. a touchback. Yeah, that was the, the, one of the fumbles that they got. Yeah, so, again, the ball bounced their way a number of times in this game. And yeah. they, they still couldn't get out of their own way once again. Keys fans, you always feel like you're just on the go these days. 24-7, you are on the clock and have to always be on. Well, it's important that you take some time to hit that reset button and chill a little bit. And when you do that, there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. Coors Light is my favorite beer. It is great for watching sports. When you got a Syracuse game on, I've always got the Coors Light right by my side. Make sure the mountains are blue. It's that crisp, refreshing taste. Coors Light is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink beer. It's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Again, that is get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The weird thing is, I'm looking at Bailey Hockman's numbers. It just let me read these off. 23 for 31, 313 passing yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Like if you had told me that 
before the game, I'd be like, wow, like Hockman just went out and got it. And what a game from him. I thought he was like pretty bad in this game. Yeah, like, he has no, the I, terrible I, safety. It and... felt like an empty calorie sort yeah. of game. Like it felt like the, what you see it all the time in basketball, whether it's like Devin Booker or something like that. And that's kind of what his performance felt like, but it ends up being in a winning effort. I mean, you look at, you crunch the numbers in the box score. I mean, it, it's really added up for, for NC State because let's be honest, they didn't get anything going on the ground in this game. Only 95 rushing yards. Neither did Cuse. Syracuse's was way, way worse with only three. We can talk about the running game in a little bit, but it's once again, the defense wears down. It wears down, and, and we saw Hockman kind of take advantage of that in the second half, and it's because you're not sustaining drives on offense. So the defense is going to be tired. They're already undermanned as, as it is, and that that's just the way it falls. Yeah. So getting back to the final play, I will say one thing on that. They probably weren't even going to score a touchdown or like do anything with it anyway. Like spiking it just added but you had a chance. to injury. You had a chance. Right. But I don't even know if they were back on sides totally. Like Taj was taking his, his sweet time to get back to the line. And I, I don't know. I just like it, it, nothing was going to happen there anyway. The way that it was so like drawn out that it just made it worse that it went viral because he spiked the football. Because honestly, Rex... The, the bigger issue was him taking the sack without a timeout. And you can talk about why didn't we have timeouts. That's another discussion. I thought Dino could have used those a little bit more wisely. It's it's everything. I mean, everything you saw kind of boil over in this game. It was the the poor offense, the the poor... I mean, you, you lost the, the game between the ears here. Like, like, let's be honest. That's what, what it came down to in this. You you made a couple dumb plays, had some dumb penalties. Once again, seven penalties for almost 70 yards in this game. So you're hurting yourself in that capacity as well. You were just extending some drives for NC State that, quite frankly, were bound for three and outs or were bound for four or five play drives that could have been stopped short. And, and those drives should have never happened. So it, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It, it's the same script, you just find a new way to lose every single week. And that's just the way it goes. I mean, Syracuse came into this game, what were they, like a 17, 15-point underdog yeah. at home? And you had a chance to pull off a victory in the last home game? So it's it's the same script. It's just the way that they choose to, to have the result is a new excruciating low, it feels like, every single week. I do think they made some strides in this game and you know you did it without the running game at all we can talk about that sean tucker i don't know what he's going to tweet out this week because <laughs> like <laughs> there's unfortunately he, he's gotten used to tweeting his performance and then but unfortunately we lost now it, yeah it he's had like, the empty calories usually yeah and and now it looks like he doesn't even get to i mean he goes 16 attempts and picks up 18 yards on the ground. His longest rush was six yards. And it's not Sean Tucker's fault. Don't don't get me wrong. It was it was mostly the line. And I think he did get banged up at one point, came back. That was good to see because that's the biggest thing now. It's just like, let's keep our, our young core healthy and, and let's not have another injury or two. And I wonder just what are they going to be next year? Like, like, I know some people will be like, why are we talking about that? But I, I think I'm ready to just jump to that now because that's really you what You and I were like, ready to jump to that, like, yeah. seven weeks I ago. I mean, we knew this team was going to be pretty bad at the start. And then when you factor in that they're playing all ACC games, I think what did 
I think we each had him winning like three games, and yeah, now, I, I believe I had a three and eight. Yeah, and now that looks like bullish because you know they lose to Liberty, which we yeah we were the optimists, right? It's it's so like what are they going to be next year to you? Because I think the defense has a lot there. Like it's so odd that I'm saying this, but they're going to win one game this year. And I feel better about the defense than I did before the start of the season. Well, I mean, this was a six win defense at least. Oh right? yeah. I mean, the, the way that they played, I mean, really it was more like a, a seven or eight win defense in reality. I'm just saying six is more of a conservative because the offense was this bad this year and no one really foresaw that coming. Everyone expected to, there to be improvements on the offensive line. Uh, if, I mean, if you told me Syracuse had found a feature running back and, and the defense was going to be this good, sure, I, I would have bought into the same Twitter hype that everyone else was feeling, the, drinking the same juice at, at the beginning of the year, too. I, I'd be putting on those orange-tinted glasses and saying this team was going to win seven or eight games. But no, the quarterback play was atrocious all season long. You saw... A very, very, very underwhelming offensive line. Now, there were some bright spots here and there and points where it felt like they maybe got it together a little bit, but the offensive line didn't get it together. And then at, at least the end they're not of the day, starting the defense... to anymore. Right. It seems yeah, like Elmore that, is back to his natural position or to the fullback yeah, position. Very, very true there. And then. You just saw the once again the the defense they they just can't do it for four quarters and it's not their fault it's just because the offense is like has Syracuse won the time of possession battle once this year I'd have to go back and look through all the numbers but I would guess even that Georgia Tech game I don't think they did they must because Georgia Tech still has to be well it. Georgia Tech still ran for what almost three hundred yards in that game so yeah. you figure and Syracuse had a defensive touchdown too so you figure you probably didn't win the the time of possession battle that game. Yeah, I mean, they like we could count on one hand how many sustained drives they've had all year. I think there yeah. was one against Georgia Tech. Or, I mean, there was a couple probably against Georgia Tech. Sean Tucker had a couple really nice runs in that game from my memory. And then there was one drive, like, what was the first game that Rex started? Was that Duke? I, I can't even remember, but I think that— Duke was when Tommy went out. Yeah, okay, so— So it would have been following Liberty. Duke. I think Liberty. I think it was Liberty— the first drive of Liberty, Rex came out, and it was a sustained drive. Yes, you're right. It. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was like, wow, this is something. I'm, I'm like, I haven't seen this all year. And then, of course, Liberty, that was the worst defensive game of the year. And that's the one where it's like, okay, that defense was probably the main issue that game. Because it's Liberty, and it's just like, how can you? You knew that they were going to run, and they went on touched up the middle for like a 75-yard touchdown and, and a couple others. So... Outside of that, the defenses look good, especially when you consider all the injuries. It's like Eric Coley was a big contributor on the defense last year, came into this year very hyped up, and was going to be a guy that I think would have had a very nice year. He's been in a boot all year, and if ESPN shows our injury list, he's not even on it because it's at the point now where we like almost forget about Eric Coley because there's been so many other injuries ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, what was it? I would say three of the four biggest names on the defensive backs list heading into the season are not on this team right now. And whether it's injury, opt-out, I mean, it, it, Garrett Williams has emerged. He's become a star this year. Michael Jones has become a star this year. I, I mean, we've loved what we've seen out of Marlo Wax, Stephon Thompson, uh, Lee Koba, all these guys. There's so much promise on the defense. 
And it's just like, well, we live in an offensive era of football now. So the defense is great. And sure, they're going to hold a lot of teams under 24 points, 27 points, but only if the offense, and again, you're only going to win games if the offense matches. And if the offense can stay out there on the field and at least cut it close in the time of possession battle, keep you within five, six minutes there, that's the only way this team's going to win next year. And I don't know if we're going to see that next year because the quarterback play is going to have to be much better. The, I, I would say the, uh, the the offensive line needs to take a, a monster step from year to year. And let's be honest, I mean, is Taj Harris coming back? We don't know. Like, yeah. He, he has is put DeVito up coming back? I mean, <laughs> is DeVito coming back too? I mean, we don't know. But Taj Harris has probably put up the numbers to actually go to the draft now. I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of the. That would the, be foolish if he went. Uh, he's just too skinny. He's we not also, an NFL I don't think. Receiver. You don't think so? No, I, I I do. I think Taj Harris is an NFL receiver. I think the way that he makes guys miss, I I can see him having success. He's a slippery guy. He he can slip out of tackles. He can make you miss, and he's got speed. So I I think there's a spot for Taj Harris. In you the really NFL. think like you could see yourself on a Sunday queuing up Taj Harris in your fantasy lineup? I I can't get that. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying he's gonna be in my fantasy lineup. <laughs> okay, but, but I'm saying he's he's gonna be a guy who can be on a roster. For sure, absolutely. I mean, this is a guy for at one point in time this season before he missed some games was leading the ACC in, in receiving. So I, I definitely think that there's a, a future in the NFL for Taj Harris. And I think a lot of teams would see him and say, oh, well, you're this skinny. Well, we can fix that. We can fix that in a couple months. So I, I'm not worried about, about his size detracting him from an NFL future. Not one bit. I, I think he's too skinny. He's not tall enough. And then just the between the year stuff, like he's not even running back. Yeah. I mean, the, the attitude thing is definitely a concern. No doubt. I, I totally am in agreement with you on that. Real quick. I got to tell you about the best protein bar on the market. That of course is built bar with new flavors seemingly coming out all the time, including one of my new favorites is the caramel brownie and the cookies and cream, both of which I recently got through Built Bar. They are awesome. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to choose. And the best part of all of this is that even though it tastes like a candy bar, they are healthy for you. They're perfect if you're trying to maintain weight, lose weight, whatever. Built Bar is the way to go. Just take the peanut butter brownie for a second here. 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories, only five grams of sugar, and only five grams of net carbs. That's what you're getting with Built Bar. You're getting a delicious reward for your workout while also making a super healthy choice as well. And right now, Built Bar, a new offer for you here for fans of the Locked On Syracuse podcast and the rest of the Locked On Podcast Network. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, and you will get 20% off your next order. And any other final thoughts here? I mean, I think the weird thing about this season is it's just like nothing went according to script. Like, if you would have told me before the start of the season, and I know it sounds like this is the final game, but I'm kind of like, I mean, Notre Dame, I'll watch. Obviously, we'll be tweeting it out and everything, and, and we'll get you ready for it and recap. But I just, it's it's going to be a loss, like not breaking news there. So right. the... At the beginning of the season, I remember we had Anthony DeBundo on. We crunched the numbers, and we talked about surprise performers. Who would be guys that would maybe, like, break out this year? 
the two names that I think we all sort of agreed on, and maybe we had a couple others, but two that I remember most most notably were Jawar Jordan and Luke Benson. Those guys were non-factors all year. Like, everything about the season, if you would have told me before game one, we'd be watching Rex Culpepper, Sean Tucker, Garrett Williams, and, like, all like Marlowe Wax is going to be a big contributor, Jihad Carter... It's it just didn't line up. It, n- nothing made sense all year long, and I think it was perfectly encapsulated in just that final sequence against NC State. Like I had so many people text me, "That's just Q's football in a nutshell this year." And right. That's I what mean, it the, was. the tweets were pouring in for me too. I, I was getting it all over the place, and you just listen. It's frustrating this year. You take your lumps this year. Obviously, a down year, but I mean this this recruiting class that Syracuse is bringing in. It better be up to the hype of being Dino's best recruiting class because he's going to need that to save his job. Yeah. I saw Deuce Chestnut is enrolling early, which is Yeah, good to that, see. that was a good sign. I mean, you look at all these high-profile guys, you got to hope they enroll early because after watching what, what went down this season, uh, it, you got to hope those guys are still fully committed, all, all yeah. the, the high-level guys. Uh, one last thing before we get out of here. I do yeah. want to bring up – I want to – did you see any of the Broncos Saints game today? Yes, I did. No quarterback play in it, but uh, yeah. I saw it. <laughs> um, did you see Eric Dungy's tweets from earlier in the week? No, I didn't. He's kind of campaigning to be the the Broncos. Yeah, get him out there. He would have been I better mean, than the guy. I would have loved to there. see that. He, he's the kind of guy I want to see in a game like that, right? And obviously, he couldn't do it in, in this game in particular because there's like the five day wait or whatever. But we need to start, like, we need to start campaigning for Dungy. So the the tweet was. Uh, this came in on the 17th. So this was this is actually like two weeks ago now. It says, looking at the Broncos QB situation makes me wonder how Eric Dungy doesn't have a job in the NFL. That's from Baron Von Lecter. And Dungy replies to it three days later, so nine days ago, and says, me too. Just more fuel and motivation for when the time comes. So let's get Eric love Dungy that. out there on the Broncos field. I would love to see him go out there and get a chance with someone. Also, and, they and, shouldn't hey, have gotten rid of uh, Riley Dixon. They could have used him at quarterback. Yeah today Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah seriously i was thinking the same thing too i was like oh well riley could maybe play oh no that's right he's he's on the giants now so yeah no but all right well that'll do it for our football recap episode today we have basketball on thursday q says niagara we'll get you ready for that matchup at some point this week we'll recap it at some point and then of course we'll still talk some football and and go over everything that we want to see from notre dame and and then in that matchup and then We'll have our thoughts on it, recapping it, because we're here with you every single weekday. So if you enjoyed this episode and you want good, fun Syracuse talk in your podcast feed every single morning, just hit subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Also, you can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. But for Tyler, I'm Tim. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh.